Welcome to episode 167 of the Ben Briggs podcast. I am Ben Briggs. It is uh, it's Tuesday, people. Tuesday, the 8th of December, uh, 2000, 2020. Um, I hope your weekend was all right. I hope you used that time wisely, guys and girls and whatever else you want to be. Um yeah, I uh, I hope you had a good weekend. Uh, two days into the working week, people, um, and getting ever closer to Christmas as well. I fucking I ain't gonna lie to you, people. I kind of like the old Christmas. Um, the the Christians did well, didn't they? Just having pretty much the most uh, the best festival. Um, it's best stuff on telly, isn't it? <laughs> it is. It is. Say what you like. You know, you might like Eid and other festivals for other religions that I don't really know. But tell you what, the old Christians nailed it with the best TV over there. I don't know whether they they looked at the schedule in. Um, I don't know what the t- telly's like at Hanukkah or anything like that. But the Christians have got the best fucking telly on over their uh, religious festivals. Um, I, uh, let's have, sorry, let's have, uh, I'm on, I'm on the addiction again today, people. I'm on the, uh, caramel lattes and Benny just can't get enough of them, baby. Um, so I'm going to be, uh, uh, dipping in and out of this. Sorry. There we go. That is fucking, mm, fucking, that is Christmas in a fucking cup. Uh, that is, um, Christmas time, we may, we may even go for hot chocolate. Who knows? I know this is the this is the you know the wonderful world of the Ben Briggs podcast. Who knows what he's going to be drinking next? Mainly tea, I imagine. Um, I did see uh, something that sums up our society a little bit this week. Um, I haven't, not that I've been out and about or anything like that. I went for a little bit of a jog the other day. That was about it. Um, and realised how fucking unfit I was when my lungs almost fucking spontaneously combusted out of my chest. Um, but uh, I did see, I, I saw a meme that I thought, hmm, that certainly sums up the way I feel about today. Um, obviously, uh, memes are a very modern thing, aren't they? They, You know, picture thing. Hey, man, this describes exactly how I feel about this. Um, it doesn't describe exactly how I feel about this, but there was a picture of a um, a hipster on one of these scooters, the type, the like of which you can actually hire around Northampton. Northampton seems to be the hub of new technology at the moment with uh, the little delivery robots um, going out, um, delivering essentials like milk and food and shit like that, uh, that are quite amusing to uh, look at uh, when they either get to a wheelie bin or um, get to some sort of obstruction on the pavement because they seem to have a bit of an existential fucking meltdown. These are going to be the first robots that suffer with anxiety and depression. I think these delivery robots, when they, you know, on bin day, when they can't fucking, oh, God, I don't know what to do, and they all start queuing up behind each other. They are pretty cool and quite cute, though. They remind me of the... um, uh, the uh, Back to the Future Part 2, where they're hovering lot 
like thing is taking the dog for a walk. We're only a step away, baby. Um, and we'll get they'll get to the stage where they become sort of uh, aware of themselves, and uh, they'll take one look at the person answering the door and go, "No, it's uh, no chocolate for you," and just turn around and uh, drive off. I imagine. But they are pretty cool. They're like little square box things on wheels. And I think you type in a little code and then they they come up. But they're uh, they're uh, around the Northampton area. But uh, they've got like uh, electric scooters that you can hire as well, like through an app. And then you just like jump on one wherever they are and um, just dump it by the side of the road for the next person to use, uh, which is pretty cool. Northampton, who'd have thought it, eh? Leading. Leading the country in new technology. Let's have a little bit more of this fucking coffee. Fuck me. Oh, God. I'm going to have to finish that. I'm sorry. This is why I never took up crack. Because I just want more and more. I've got an addictive fucking personality. Uh, Yeah, anyway. This meme, fucking hell, Ben. You went around the houses there, sweetheart, didn't you? Yes, I fucking did. Um, uh, this meme um, is, uh, it's got a hipster on a scooter with a little man bag and he's got beard and shit like that and he's looking all fucking, you know, trying to look cool and that sort of thing. And then the other picture below it is a picture of James Dean smoking on a fucking motorbike. And the caption was... Uh, where did it all go wrong? And I was, uh, you know, I imagine when he hurtled into a fucking lamppost in his Porsche, but, uh, um, but yeah, it kind of sums up, you know, like, uh, from the, you know, it was just a, it was just a nice visual image of, uh, where we are in society today where, um, people are going around on electric scooters and not fucking motorbikes. Uh, I imagine because it's a lot safer and people don't want to die. <laughs> um, yeah, isn't it? A lot more, ex- uh, not as exciting as being on a motorbike, but you still get to your destination alive um, with your little man bag and your little hipster beard. Yeah, perfectly manicured. Is that what you want? to? Is that the person you want to be, people, these days? Is it? Or do you want to be James Dean? Dying young. I'm too old to die young now anyway, I think. Um, Talking about people dying young, it is uh, national uh, John Lennon was shot in the head outside of his his apartment day. Um, 40 years ago today, in homage to this, people, if you um, ever watch the uh, video of this podcast on uh, YouTube, in homage to this, I am wearing a New York City... um, T-shirt, um, as worn by John Lennon once, not on the day that uh, half of his head was blown off uh, and his glasses. But, um, yeah, I am uh, uh, wearing that. 40 years ago today, um, 1980, um, he was shot, obviously, by uh, Mark Chapman, um, who uh, who is a fucking mentalist and who will never, ever be released because uh, John Lennon's uh, too famous and somebody's bound to fucking kill him. Um, but, yeah, just that's all the, you know, it's always the fucking talented fucking people like that or the people trying to make a difference or, or, or you know, 
you know, who get fucking wiped out, isn't it, by some fucking nobody. Just weird, obsessed fucking fan. Um, I always find that a bit of a shame. But, um, you know, I mean, admittedly, you know, he is like, in my opinion, uh, for whatever that's worth, people, in my opinion, um, he was the uh, greatest songwriter of the 20th century and probably of all time. Um, particularly after he left the Beatles as well, I think, um, you know, I, I couldn't imagine, um, John Lennon doing like a Paul McCartney and doing, you know, lame ass songs and shit. Although, you know, John Lennon died possibly at his peak of songwriting where, um, McCartney's slowly dwindles out. (laughs) That's what happens, isn't it? Everybody, like, slowly just dwindles, don't they? They have their peak, and then they hit that peak. They're there for a little bit, and then either they get shot dead outside their house or um, or do the frog chorus, I imagine, or whatever other Paul McCartney songs. Uh, let's have a look at his latest song, Paul McCartney. There was, there was one that was fucking awful. Um... Uh, that he did find my way, two thousand two, long tail winter bird, McCartney. Oh, Paul McCartney, find my way, official video. That's gonna be awful, I imagine. What was that fucking? There was some song he did. Um, what is Paul McCartney doing? McCartney is having a busy year, even if he has spent several months cocooned in his East Sussex farm. Current projects include High in the Clouds, an animation project that has been bought by Netflix. A special reissue of Flaming Pie and a 50th anniversary limited edition release of his first solo album, McCartney. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's a bit of a shame. It's always, you know, I'd see John Lennon as a bit of a hero. I ain't going to lie to you. Um, you know, and I think, I genuinely, genuinely think he did his best, uh, best work after leaving the Beatles. Like the greatest, uh, one of the greatest songs ever ever written. Imagine, obviously, um, and um, "Woman," which is a great song. Um, if you listen to uh, there's a, there's an album that's been released. Um, oh, I forget what it was. Give me, give me, give me some truth. Um, and uh, I listen to that. It's got like you know everything on YouTube. Um, isn't it like somebody's recorded it like released it on YouTube and it's like you know like they've done a playlist on YouTube one of these playlists they do these days Um, they've done that on YouTube and just listening to it and it was just usually in an album you'll fucking skip tracks Um, but um, there was nothing to skip on there every fucking Every track was fucking amazing. Let's have a look. Let's have a look. Working Class Hero, fucking great song. Instant Karma, Power to the People, God. I want to... What's that? I don't want to be a soldier. It was just, give me some truth. Sunday bloody stealing glass, meet City. I don't want to face it. Remember, woman is the... Jesus Christ. Uh, can you say that? Woman is the nigger of the world. Interesting. 
I don't know how that track would go these days. Um, Isolation is a good song. Imagine, obviously. Uh, Give Peace a Chance. Hold On, You Are Here. Well, well, well. Oh, my love. Oh, Yoko. Jealous Guy and Woman. Jealous Guy's a fucking amazing tune, man. Hey, guys, we've all been there, haven't we? Hey? We've all been there. Um, uh, I'm losing you. It's just fucking, it's it's banger after banger, as the Utes say uh, these days. But, um, yeah, it's uh, it, it's a fucking great album, that Give Me Some Truth album. And uh, I, I actually bought that vinyl for somebody, like, with all the stuff in and that sort of thing, only because, like, I wanted to play it myself. <laughs> with all the limited edition shit you get with it and that sort of thing. Um, But it's a fucking great album, and it just shows just how fucking great a songwriter was and how much of a fucking waste. That's the thing, isn't it? That guy gets famous. I mean, he's never going to ever be released because, like, Yoko Ono's always like, no, uh, he I don't want him released, and he's never going to get parole or anything like that. But fuck me. Some useless fucking weirdo obsessed with capturing the Rye um, uh, goes and murders one of the fucking greatest songwriters ever. I mean, he may have tailed off after that. Mark Chapman may have gone into the future and gone, oh, fucking hell. He's done the new chorus. Um, but uh, as opposed to frog chorus, by the way, I think I got that wrong on purpose. Um, just in case anybody goes, that's what you've got to do these days. Double check yourself. Um, although John Lennon would probably be pulled up these days on what do you mean by the song woman? What do you mean by jealous guy? Why are you, uh, being gender specific in the song jealous guy? Um, and all that shit. And it, um, but yeah, it's a, but there's loads of, uh, because it's been 40 years since he died, there's a fucking shitload of documentaries come up. So, uh, I've been working my way through them and, um, it's really interesting getting an insight into like his psyche, how he sort of like changed when he met Yoko and became a little bit more chilled out, a little bit more mellow and, um, uh, just, uh, uh yeah, it's just a fucking wounder. I was like, oh, I was only like, what, three years old at the time when he was killed. So I wasn't a massive fan at that point in my life. <laughs> I think I was more interested in picking my own shit out of my nappy or whatever. Hey, Ben, you were still wearing nappies at three? Probably, I don't know. I don't remember. I'm not one of these people who's like got a fucking, hey, I remember my first day of school. And I, I think, I genuinely think something horrendous has happened to me uh, because I don't remember anything <laughs> i fucking I, I barely remember anything from my school days i think my memory's just been wiped of something horrendous that happened to me um anyway so um talking of documentaries here we go tenuous link uh i don't know if anybody's seen the uh, uh the michael jordan documentary uh one man and his shoes uh which is on netflix at the minute um being quite a fan of the old Jordan footwear, oh yeah, um, I've got a few pairs of Jordans um, that, are, and I am. I ain't gonna lie to you, people. I am one of those wankers who will wear them. I've got one pair of Jordans that I, I have never worn, 
um, because they're like a limited edition in a box, a uh, pair of Jordan 6s. Um, that, uh, uh, that got slated. <laughs> That's the worst thing about it, right? Because like you go on the uh, you go on the sites um, when the shoes are released, you get the Nike sneakers app or something like that, and um, uh, you go on the site and uh, you oh they go on sale about eight o'clock in the morning, and I was like, oh, they look fucking cool, uh, pair of Jordan sixes, social status. They're like um, the social status edition, like that was released a couple of years ago. Black cats, they are. Um, and they've got like, um, they've got like, uh, pony fur on, them. it's cowhide, I think like, but it's like pony fur and they're purple. And then they've got like a snake skin design in there as well. And, uh, I was like, fuck it. I'm having those. I didn't see the practicalities of living in a country that rains like apart from two days a year where it's blistering hot. Um, so uh yeah I bought I bought those you bid on them at like eight o'clock in the morning or whatever and then they came through and I was like and then like usually they're sold out in about two hours and like the next day there were still loads for sale and I was like oh these probably aren't as popular as I thought then uh but uh yeah and they went dramatically down in price but they are making a resurgence people um because uh I don't know because all of the other Jordan 6 since they've released those have been fucking garbage. So anyway, I am one of those wankers who has a pair of trainers that I've never worn. I've got a couple of pairs like that. But um, I've got a few pairs of Jordans, but I'm still one of those wankers who cleans them off. As soon as I wear them, as soon as I come back and put them in the box again. Jesus Christ, that coffee's repeating on me. Um, yeah, so... Um, this documentary uh, that's about the Jordan shoes and that is fucking... It's just amazing to see how the marketing machine of Nike kicked in. How Nike was fucking nothing, basically. They were a fucking running shoe or... or um, uh, Yeah, they, they just used to do running shoes. And they weren't like uh, anything until they got the contract... Uh, made a contract with Michael Jordan. And then uh, when the Jordan 1s come out, the first lot, they just fucking revolutionized basketball shoes apparently but um because i think most people used to wear the old converse chuck taylor's high tops um and uh to play basketball in and um or some pony shoes where they fucking i remember that i remember when can you still get hold of pony trainers i have no idea pony trainers let's google this i haven't Pony trainers. Oh, fucking God. Jesus. No, I don't want to know. Change the fucking clock. Oh, holy shit, you can, yeah. But they are... They're down there with Deodorus. Pony trainers. I remember Deodora trainers as well. Pony shop. Europe, official online store. Pony. Oh, uh, yeah, they've got some retro shit going on there, man. 63 quid for a pair of... Oh, God, they look fucking awful. Jesus, city wings high. They look... Yeah, they're, they're retro, but they're shit retro. Top Star Ox. £88.96 for a pair of low top top stars. Fuck that shit. 
Anyway, uh, not to go off. Uh, but yeah, it's easy. It's, it's easy. It's nice to... It was fucking interesting to see where, like, Nike came from nothing. They got the Jordan thing, and then people... And then, like, the Jordan thing just exploded. And because uh, they were, like, coloured trainers, you know, like, black and red and that sort of thing. Um, I think they got banned by the NBA or the NBA sort of, like, advised against them or something like that, which just increased, like, the demand for them in the ute of the day. And um, that's why... Even today, the legacy of all of that, like bidding on trainers on the fucking sneakers app and like waiting to be put into a fucking raffle. Um, so you have the chance to buy them. Uh, the demand's high and shit like that. But also that it, it fucking explored the negative aspects of like how Nike create demand. They could make enough fucking shoes for everybody who wants them, but they actually create demand, which drives at the price and um, creates sort of like websites like StockX and things like that where you can pay like 20 grand for a pair of trainers from the 80s or something. Everybody who was alive in the 80s should have bought a pair of size 10 fucking Jordans when they could because they'd be sitting on a fucking fortune now. Jesus. <coughs> Obviously not with the supply and demand economies of scale and that sort of shit. But, um, uh, yeah, it was. Uh, it's interesting now that sort of like demand for the trainers and then people like led in that fed into the fact that like people were getting fucking murdered and mugged for their trainers and shit. And they explore a little bit of that as well. And Nike doesn't come off that well, to be perfectly honest. I mean, like ethical Nike who get their trainers made by fucking kids in sweatshops, allegedly, allegedly, whether that's true or not, I don't know. Um, do Nike, do children. Make Nike. Oh, God, man. Oh, man. Do they make... I know that's a... It's a, it's a well, well-known well thing that children make Nike trainers, but do they? Nike sweatshop. Since the 1970s, Nike Inc. has been accused of using sweatshop to produce footwear and apparel. Surely that can be proved, can't it? It was built on the business model of finding the lowest cost of labor possible, which led to child labor and exploitation. The laws protecting the workers are ignored in favor of cutting costs. I tell you what, though, those kids make fucking nice trainers. I Nike products made by child labor. Oh, God, that's the same thing. What did Nike do about child labor? They fucking, they made them work 12 hours a day, baby. That's what they did about it. Knight said it would raise the minimum age for hiring new workers at shoe factories to 18 and the minimum for new workers at other plants to 16. In countries where it is common for 14-year-olds to hold such jobs, it will not require the dismissal of underage workers already in place. <laughs> All they're going to do then is just wait for them to get older. Hey, he's 14 now, but a couple of years' time, if he keeps grafting here... He's going to be 16 and then legal. Fuck me. Jesus. But, um, yeah, but the whole documentary, I urge you to watch it. If you've got any interest in either basketball or uh, or uh, trainers or exploitation of children, um, then uh, 
then I would uh, I would uh, thoroughly recommend uh, watching that documentary. So I spent a bit of time watching that. Um, I'm going through another documentary stage at the minute. I'm just looking for decent documentaries. So um, if you uh, have any decent documentaries to watch out there, let me fucking know. I'm trying to feed my brain, baby. That's what I'm trying to do. Um, I'm still looking at those pony shoes. They look fucking awful. I can't believe that they are... They're reduced. They're half price, 63 quid, and they're 125 brand new. They look fucking premium quality leather upper is strong, durable, and supple. Yeah, well, you could say that about anything. They look, you know, they look like fucking flippers on your feet. Awful. Uh, anyway, um, talking of uh, other people to make a mark in society other than uh, Jean Lennon, um, this was uh, this was an interesting thing. It's all about people. This is an episode about people dying. Uh, America's greatest pilot, Chuck Yeager. Here we are catering to our American audience out there. Uh, died age ninety-seven. Chuck Yeager was the first person to break the sound barrier. <laughs> And one of the U.S. Air Force's most decorated test pilots died Monday. He was 97. Uh, Jaeger's death was uh, announced on his official Twitter account, not by him, I imagine, in a tweet attributed to his wife. Uh, it's with profound sorrow. I mean, like, this is the... Um, it seems very... This is the point I'm trying to make about this story. It seems very much like everything's watered down and stuff like that. Everything seems like it's done now, doesn't it? You know, I don't, I never, ever sort of like understand why people still climb Mount Everest. It's been fucking done. Those people who die on Mount Everest every year, and there's people who die every year, are dying trying to achieve something that somebody else has already done. I know. I know you could look at me and say, well, Ben, people have already told jokes on stage, but it's different, isn't it? You know, and I know they're doing it for themselves, but everything seems like, you know, it would have been nice to live. I th I'm lying here. I always say it would be nice to live in an age where nothing was discovered and that sort of thing and be the first one to discover it. But I probably wouldn't be one of those people anyway. <laughs> Even... Even in like the 17th century or whatever, when America wasn't fucking discovered. And uh, I'm not going to be one of the people. I'm not going to be your Christopher Columbus or climbing Everest or discovering, you know, getting to the North Pole. I'm still going to be one of those guys who's sitting at home on his sofa <laughs> waiting for the TV to be fucking invented. <laughs> so I can watch documentaries about other people who have done fantastic things. <laughs> what the fuck am I on about? As if I'm going to be the sort of person to go out there and go, come on, guys, you see that fucking massive hill up there? Well, I believe it's a mountain. Whatever it is, I'm conquering it, baby. Bring some rope and some fucking sweets. <laughs> Bring some rope and some fucking aniseed balls. We'll get up there, baby. That'll keep us warm. Uh, Yeah. Um, but yeah, it does seem like, you know, I, I, and I know even, even going to Mars and stuff, I know it's a different planet and that sort of thing. And the first person who treads on, you know, Mars, you know, makes it to Mars and puts his foot down. He's got a hell of a small, he can't, um, 
he can't uh, use the best speech ever, can he? One small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. It'll be like when they get to Mars, it's going to be, it's uh, it's another small step for man and uh, another, another giant leap for mankind. Okay. And then it'll eventually just uh, be somebody just tweeting, tweeting it out. Oh, I've made it to another planet. Um, and people will, you know, it'll get about three likes or something like that on Twitter, three or four likes. You know, a couple of hundred years down the road when we've landed on all the planets in this solar system, if we can. I know we can't land them on fucking all. Um, it'll be, uh, it'll be, uh, hey, we got here, we made it okay. And even their family won't reply to the text they receive. They'll just be like, oh, fucking hell, I'm shopping at the minute. So I'll text you back, back later. I'm just busy at the minute, isn't it? It just seems like everything's been done. Doesn't it? And these people who still, hey man, I just uh, they try and do it in other ways, don't they? You know, like they try and be the quickest person to f- fucking run round Everest or you know run up and down Everest or like the uh, you know the uh, first person to sail around the world with a fucking banana in their teeth, <laughs> just so they can somehow. Get in, uh, get in the record books for something, can't they? Um, I don't know. What are we on? 29 minutes, people. So that's it. That's the point I'm trying to make, people. All your endeavours out there are futile because they have been done. <laughs> They've been done by other people years ago before you were even fucking born. Your dreams were achieved before you were even fucking born. Um, and on that note, <laughs> uh, dear, and if you do achieve your dreams and become one of the greatest songwriters who ever written, inevitably you will be shot dead outside your own home. Um, anyway, people on a bright night, have a great week. <laughs> that was episode 167 of the Ben Briggs podcast. If you want to message me, uh, or get in touch at all. It is, uh, or just send me some uh, documentaries to listen to. That would be handy. Um, it is just episode. Uh, it is not just episode. It is just post podcast. Fucking hell! What the fuck is going on? It is just podcast at benbriggs.co.uk. Uh, I will be back on Saturday, motherfuckers. Have a good rest of your week. I will speak to you then. Uh, take care.